Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. And we're back. It's nice. We're back. Uh, we took a week off because uh, we needed a little bit of a break. Also, I needed to... It really, I needed to beat the game I was playing so that I could... The game um, you were playing? What the, game yeah, would that I be? Need, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know fully uh-huh. if I want to talk a lot about that yet. I will this episode, though. I want to talk more about some fun stuff that I've been doing first. Um, it's not Paper Mario, even though Paper Mario is fun. Um, but I, in the last four days, Seth, since I beat Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. I have booted up my PC and been playing uh, Sea of Thieves. Ah. And I've played it for like 24 hours within the past four days. And um, this game is so fun. And what what really gives to the level of fun is when you're playing with people that are really interested in learning how the ship works and how to like fully maximize the potential of what's going on on the boat and... Because what's what's beautiful about that game is that everything stays the same level no matter what. You your sword is always the sword. The gun is always the gun. It's not like Destiny or other open world continuous world games where you're constantly getting better. You're just playing to look cooler and get some money and rank up your level with different merchants. And so yeah, it's it's hard to talk a lot about Sea of Thieves. I think it's just an interesting, fun sandbox that Rare has built, and it's worth playing. You don't, you know, you don't lose out too much on playing it. Uh, it's just a fun, good time. I I don't know if I'd like it solo, but I'm playing with a consistent three to four person group, and you know, it's it's beautiful. It it's a really fun, beautiful game, and I've been enjoying it. A lot. I know that me and you played it once a while back, and it was kind of chaos uh, because yeah. the game does a really a the game does a really bad job of onboarding you, <laughs> and so luckily they've added a tutorial mission which we all promptly skipped, and uh, we realized after watching videos maybe we wish we hadn't done that. But um, the they they've added a ton, Seth. There's so much uh, story stuff and in-game stuff that they've added since we played. It's it's insane. It It's like an entirely... It's not map-wise an entirely different game, but content-wise it's entirely different. So uh, it's, it's really cool. And it's really good to see a team that, like, is actively building on what their community is wanting. So props to... <laughs> You know, it's funny that people might look at see if these content that gets announced and be like, oh, that's weird. But now I'm actively like excited for the next yeah. one that's going to get announced. Nice. Um, so let's talk about Ghost of Tsushima. I'm let's not going to get into any story spoilers because Seth hasn't started or beat the game. Because he hasn't started yes. it. In that order. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, one, one does have to precede yeah. the other. So um, I will say that my feelings were correct at the time in the last recording. 
at that time I had finished about the first half of the first act. So the game is split up into three acts. And the first act, the game really had me. Um, and this, this maybe was to my own detriment. The game had me too much. And I, um, when I play open world games that really hook me, I really scour the map to find stuff to do. I did the same thing with Marvel Spider-Man. I did. I nearly finished out that entire map before I was even halfway done with the story. So I, I did a ton. I did almost as much as I could. And Ghost of Tsushima really got me. And they, they gate, they checkpoint you. So the, the island is split up into three parts. The story is split up into three acts. So in that first act, the, the section of land you're in and the story you're playing is so long. It is, I would say it's probably 50% of the story, mm. the first act. And at least lengthwise. So you're playing and that is the a big chunk of the story. Now the problem is when you're playing in that area, there's so much mass and area there and things to find and activities to do that at least in my experience, I don't know how how someone else would have a different experience if they did the same thing because there's not much room to gain experience outside of doing these activities. I had most of the skill trees uh, exactly where I wanted them. <laughs> like, it was like three quarters of the way done across the board, which is very weird for an open world game, especially one that, like, this game obviously wanted you to gain some abilities later on because they wanted you to grow with the world that you were growing into. And this game kind of, like, weirdly front-loaded a ton of experience and things that you could easily push yourself well past that. And I think it really made for a lopsided game that ended up losing me because the story didn't keep me. Um, Because the game, I had lost some interest in the game once I realized I had reached my character's max potential in the first act. Uh, Or at least, you know, most of the max potential. Now, in the second act is where the story, in my opinion, got good. I started to care a lot. And then the end of the second act, I was just like, this is kind of whatever. Let me let's end this like I would rather end this game be over now. And then the story structure of that third act, in my opinion, and the way they use the space that the third act is set in, Almost, it, it almost feels like the game feels the same way, too. Um, if I could show you my exploration map of, of Tsushima, uh, Seth and Forest. So the game has a fog of war s- style of going through and showing the map. There, there's three distinct pathways in the, the top part of the map, and those are all me going to the story missions. <laughs> so... The story doesn't even fully use the land like the rest of the story does. And it was weird. Like, it's it's such a... I don't know. I don't know the full story of the development of the game. Um, also, the the final um, mission of the game... So, in the, at the end of Act 1 and at the end of Act 2, 
there are distinct warnings that you are going to be playing a long story mission. Are you sure you want to continue? Like they basically tell you this is going to be long, longer than what you've done. So it's usually about a two hour mission. Ooh. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Because it really leads to the emotional impact of what you're doing. Um, there wasn't that for the final mission. So the game kind of just ends. And it was like, what? Like, that was, that's it? Okay. Like, it was a very kind of hollow feeling. <laughs> and I think, I think this game is so good on a technical level. The, the fighting is fun. The exploration is fine. Um, I don't like the fog of war type of exploration because there was a lot of times where it felt like I was like sweeping dirt off of a mat and um, there would be like little slivers of fog. And so you would have to uh, all the way across the map yeah. and riding a horse is only goes so fast. It's not like swinging a web through New York. And some of the sections of map are so big that it's like, that's really inconvenient to get over there. Um, so I don't know it. Some of the game felt tedious and some of the combat in the end felt tedious because things that they do to slow you down and make you a little more methodical in combat end up, in my opinion, making the game. Seth, you've described a game this way before, and I'm trying to remember exactly the way you said it. Um, but there was, there's a way to make a game hard without making it unfair. And so mm -hmm. there's mm. the archers eventually at some point in the game, instead of shooting one arrow, shoot like four in a row. And so like you can't get a combo off because you don't know if the archer is shooting one arrow or four. And then yeah. they're interrupting your combo. And then you find out there's like, more than f there's like five archers around you instead of one. And so you're just getting pelted with arrows because they're doing it. They're, st <laughs> they're doing it at different times. And it's like, okay, I can't, I can't hit anything because every time you get hit with an arrow, you stumble back, which is fine. But then I'm just holding the block button the whole time. I can't hit anything. And so I desperately early on in the game was like, I really wish the game would get harder. And then, <laughs> And then it got unfairly hard, and yeah. it, that was frustrating. <laughs> but the game, there's there's a... So you see it in the trailers and in some of the promo materials, but there is the instances where you do the one-on-one -on -one duels, which I feel like is where that game exceptionally shines because they, those sections, some of them are genuinely controller-breakingly difficult. And you have to practice and know what you're, know the way your enemy is behaving. And it really does a good job of setting up this beautiful scene of a one on one duel. And that was really cool. But again, it also just, it, it's, those moments are so few and far between. You only get like six or seven of them in the entire game. Um, and so you could say that that's better because they didn't overuse it, and that's fine. But that I makes kind the of experience more memorable. Yeah, but there's no way to like go back and do them at a harder level, which yeah. is kind of what I wanted at the end. I was like, man, I would really like to do that stuff again. Yeah, you 
you hope that they hit the sweet spot of having it enough times to where you still appreciate it, but you don't get tired of it, and it sounds like they just didn't give you enough. No, no. <laughs> um, but boy, what did they give you enough of is the feeling of playing Assassin's Creed in Japan. Um, and that's, at the end of the day, I think that's the back-of-the-box pitch for this game that they maybe didn't mean to have. Um this game is just Assassin's Creed in Japan. Aside from the really good, some of the innovative things in combat they did, um, that's basically what it is. A lot of the game relies on using stealth. Um, even though the story constantly slaps you in the face for using stealth, I don't understand that decision from a gameplay, from a game-wise. Um, because... It, it ended up not making me feel bad, but making me, like, frustrated. It's like, why are you putting these sections in here? It's not, like, obviously my character doesn't feel bad because the game is telling me to do this. The mission is based around me being stealthy. Um, but you're tr- they, there's just a, there's a separation there that they don't close up well, in my opinion. And I really am interested to see if it lands differently for you, Seth. Um, cause I don't want to ruin the story beats, but it's just the way that they, they go at it. I don't, I would, I did not agree with, hmm. um, or at least it just didn't land with me. I don't know, not agreeing, but it, it just ended up frustrating me more than anything. I'm like, why? It's kind of like you were talking about, uh, violence in last of us too. It's like, uh, why are you hitting yourself type of thing? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. Um, I, I want to note the, the Assassin's Creed stuff. This is an Assassin's Creed style game with a far cry, far cry style of exploration. Um, because instead of giant watch posts, like giant towers to climb, you have to go and clear out an enemy fort to reveal a section of the map. So... It was interesting because it's like that. That's a little more Far Cry than an Assassin's Creed type of thing. At least I haven't played a recent Assassin's Creed, so Seth could tell me I'm wrong about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think they uh, exactly. I mean, they might. I I don't remember enough from playing Odyssey, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> so essentially, so you go up to this enemy fort and you uh it has like grab this many banners clear kill these enemies and kill the leader and you have to do those and then um this very satisfying little like you'll go to your map and the the emblem will shake and you'll hear a and then it it clears out some of the fog from the island um and that's a really satisfying moment the thing is um throughout the entire game there is 23 in the first section, 17 in the second section, and 15 in the third. It's done way too much. Mm. Please, God, split out, like, maybe 10, 15 of them and make those the duels. Like, even out your gameplay, I didn't care about clearing out camps as much as I cared about the really cool setups of the duels. Give me something else to do. (laughs) Like, for the love of God. So... I don't know. I feel on a level like I played a different game than other people, but I also understand why people like this game. The It really had me in that first act, and it even had me through the second act, even though I got bored with the gameplay a little bit. Um, and then by the third act, it had kind of lost me both ways. So I, 
I do think people should play this game because I think it'll land with a lot of people. Um, I think it'll land with a lot of people, and I'm not saying with people that just aren't... I'm trying to say this. With people that are willing to ignore the actual history of what happened and also, um, like, what samurai technically are and everything, like, this game does a lot of weird glorification of the uh, idea of samurai when they're like... I saw a tweet. I wish I know who tweeted it, but they said that uh, samurai just violent landlords, and I thought that was very funny. Um, And so there's... They don't ever fully explain what it means to be a samurai besides they just throw loyalty honor at you, and it's like, okay, cool, but go a little further and explain, like, how clans are important and, like, give give me more um, because you're doing a disservice to what a samurai is and the fact that you throw me into this, the boots of this middle-aged man um, with almost nothing. They They don't tell you much of anything. And then by the end of the game, you have a better picture, but it's still not. There's still a lot of holes where they could have done a better job. So, I don't know. I think people should play the game because I feel like it'll land differently with people than it did with me. But because I can clearly see why people like it. The it it's an Assassin's Creed slash, you know, it's an it's an open world game with some fun traversal and combat. Um, I do think you so. Do you remember, Seth, that initial gameplay hit we got from them where he used the grappling hook to, like, really zoom around and stuff? Or am I misremembering Are you sure you're not thinking of uh, Sekiro? Well, I just remember him using the hook to get up to the top of a roof or something. Um, You never really do that. You use that for, like, traversal puzzles. You never use that hook for... It's very weird. Um, There's a really... Oh, my gosh. There's this... uh, I can talk about it. It's not really a spoiler, because you know you get this item. So you meet the blacksmith, and he gives you this item, and he's like, I've worked really hard on this for you. Um, And he's he's like building up, like, I've worked so hard on this item for you. I'm sure you'll be very pleased with it, blah, blah, blah. And then he hands you the grappling hook. And it's just a hook with a rope on it. And it's like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, he worked so what? hard, David. He, Don't discredit his He does his like a minute long speech about how hard, and this guy is supposed to be this like legendary blacksmith um, that you saved. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's not even like a sword upgrade or anything. You built me a it's hook, a rope with a hook, with a rope. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate it. But I don't think this was that hard to build. I don't want to take away from your craft, my man, because <laughs> uh, it's a uh, you know I've got I've got heavy armor on. I'm probably not very light, so it's got to be sturdy. But a rope with <laughs> with a hook. This this is what you're proud of the most. And I I just I couldn't. I was I I I got so broken by that in my brain. I just laughed. I was like, "All right, this is what you're about, and that's fine. Be happy you built the hook." Yeah. So he, the man he 
he, he loves his craft. I mean, it's true. You can't blame him for being super excited over something he thinks is great. He puts all of himself into his work, David. Yep. And sometimes when you put all of yourself into something, it's a grappling hook. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, I liked it. Uh, I'm not like holding on to the game in hopes for DLC or anything. I'm pretty willingly trading this in pretty fast. Um, but it was, I mean, I think people should play it. It's just that I, it didn't land with me the, the way I think it will with some people. So the combat's at least in the first two acts, very fun until those archers figure out how to, they just start shooting arrows a a ton for no reason. Um, It's weird that that is, you know, they did it in infamous too. This, I'm going to go on this tangent. They did this with sucker sucker punch did this with infamous. And if you've played an infamous, you know, Seth, I think you have, right? I've played all of them. Okay, nice. so like you know that eventually there are enemies that just spam attacks that knock you down, um, and that's sucker. This is sucker punches mo. <laughs> they just instead of making a game harder, they just make it to where they stagger you a bunch. Well, it's and, a literal sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, David, um, you should have seen it coming. Yeah, yeah. it's my fault. So that's that's it. I um I will not pretend to say that I was the, I was kind of happy to be done with it so I could put Persona 5 back in my (laughs) PS4. Um, Also, Fall Guys is really fun, but it's really hard to talk a lot about that game because it's just Wipeout Battle Royale, and it's just as good as the trailers make it look. So, there you go. It's only been out for like two days. but That's fair. I've been seeing a lot of gameplay of it, and I'm like, man, I really wish I could play this right now. I got third. I almost won. Nice. I, I almost won, and it was a really cool moment. Yeah. I, I was like this close from grabbing, grabbing the crown, but someone else did. So, yeah, good time. Um, I I took up a lot of our time with that. I'm sorry, Seth. No, uh, what did you play? Well, since the last time we spoke, I finished Crosscode. Um, Ooh, yeah. I remember at one point. We talked about like what the time to beat with that was. I remember some stuff saying that like a, a completionist is like ninety hours or something, and I don't. Yeah. I don't see how that is possible, having played the game myself. Um, but that's not to say it is a a small game because I did I did put a, a hefty amount of time into this. It's a really fun game. Um, uh, I, like I said, the previous two episodes, I talked about how, how fun the game was, and it only, um, that, that went, that kept going as I continued in the game, and, uh, my power set expanded, and, uh, my movement abilities expanded, um, it's, yeah, the, the, it's, it's a very close, like, a one-to-one, like, trajectory of, of, the the farther the the more advanced you become your character becomes in the game the more fun the game becomes um which is always great uh and the especially the um like the very ending sequence was like a a dungeon that used all of the skills that you have you know like games like this usually have um and it was really cool because it culminates in this like huge boss fight that isn't even hard um 
it's 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 just super flashy but they're like it was probably the easiest boss fight in the whole game um hmm. and i think uh, and a lot of times that could be kind of annoying to get to the very end of the game um and then have this easy encounter but i also in this case i think it, it really worked for me because like um i didn't really like i was so much in the momentum of going getting to the end of the game like i feel like having that kind of roadblock there to just hold me up would have been really annoying uh and it also made it a lot more um the fact that i could just sort of enjoy the ride a little bit uh and and not have to be so actively engaged uh sort of it 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 made that section like more fun for me um it's a also the ending got surprisingly super dark in a way that i was not expecting it to happen Ooh. um yeah there's also a turns out there are also like two different like endings um depending on, like, one action that you can do in the game. Um, and the bad ending is, like, also, again, really depressing. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, I I think the, the the most charming thing to me about this game is the, the kind of re... I guess... I'm just to say realistic feeling of like being in an MMO because um, like the game takes place within an, an MMO and like an alternate universe basically um, and your the the player character meets other people who are logging in to play this game um, and like you they the writing does a good job of making them all feel like actual people. And like I talked about before, the way that uh, different areas will have like other characters just kind of running around. Um, that also helps that another thing that really sold it for me was at the... Um, the pitch is that like this game that you are in is still in active development. Um, and so there's a... An area in the game and like one of the 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 final segments of the game that is where this new dungeon or raid is going to be added um but it hasn't mm. been created yet and so like you can go to the entrance to this dungeon um but you can't actually run the dungeon and there's like a spokesperson of the company outside saying we're working hard to create to get this ready to go and there's just a bunch of uh like npcs around him just like at peltering with with when's the when's the thing when's the dungeon coming out um i i remarked to you david at one point that it, it really um in that moment it captured the kind of the old destiny feeling uh of when you've seemingly done everything <laughs> yeah. and then there's, there's like just the glimmer yeah, of something new you're left with this massive game, but nothing to do in it. Um, and it was really funny, I guess, because that, like, that, that moment struck home for me. Um, one of the things that was annoying, though, is that 
Um, as the game goes on, it it becomes kind of hard to like. The, so there's the lore of the like. There's the story of the video game Crosscode that you are playing. Um, then there is like the there is the the story of the what the in-game characters are experiencing and then there's also like there's like the the lore of the video game that the in-game characters are playing but there's also like this like history about this planet that the game is is being played on um and it, it and it may just be something that a person like me gets caught up in because I am always a lore junkie. But it as the game goes on, it becomes hard to parse like, okay, what is this like world lore or is it like history or is this I can't really tell how all of this stuff lines up. Um and so that was that was one thing that was really annoying to me. Like as the game like it didn't it wasn't to any detriment to the game um to my experience of the game but it was just like i don't i don't quite see how these things match up um and and it it's a little frustrating because the story of the video game that you are playing is not like the conclusion of the game crosscode is not the conclusion of the story that exists in the video game like the the in-game mmo and so uh. like that stuff like I had, as I was getting to, as I was getting to the end, like I had pictured a way that the game was going to synthesize all of those, um, all of those story uh, threads, but then it just kind of was like, no, that the the story of the game doesn't actually matter. What matters is the story of the characters, uh, and so I was like, you know, that's fine, but I do wish I knew this other thing, and I. And, um, <laughs> So the, that was the only only thing. The game is also, um, it's chock full of, like, just references um, in the kind of earnest way that a, like, a, a an Indiegogo game can only be. Um, not, like, as opposed to kind of the Borderlands way where the game itself is just, hey, look at this these references. Um but the, like the way that they they fit in, in kind of a natural thing. Like there's this whole like hidden quest line that I guess um, mirrors the story of Gurren Lagan. Nice. Um, I I never watched Gurren Lagan, um, but I actually like playing through this and then looking it up made me interested in it. Um, there's this one part like in the very first town that you go to. There's a a building that you can go in and it's just like a Pokemon Center. Um, it's not actually it's like an inn but there's a pokeball symbol on the ground and there's you can listen in on a conversation of two other players are having about this device that they had to use in the past to like they had to put like these six balls in and had to use it to restore their hp um and and it's just like there's tons of little just like they're not obtrusive 
but there if you just go in like the right corners you can find these little things like one of the the quest locations if you go upstairs uh you'll find bob ross having a painting class nice. oh. and yeah and it's just it's got all these little tiny details that are just kind of give you uh, a little bit of joy um it's a super fun game uh the the very end it um it basically it explicitly says there is a, a post game uh story content that is going to come out later uh so you we hope that you come back after that so i'm excited for what this game has in store for the future uh and they also there was definitely some sequel bait in there at the at the very end of the game so I, i'm 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 all about it cross code definitely it's a fully suplex certified for me i think it's a game that a lot of people will like so i want to ask you oh go ahead i was going to say that the apparently the recent uh switch patch fixed all of the kind of major lag issues that 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 it had so um, you shouldn't have any trepidation playing it on any console now um i do want to ask because i'm going to jump into this post paper mario because paper mario does have my attention um it's very charming seth and the music is very good still so you should at least maybe give it a shot despite the bad the combat system's not great um but do the side quests how much do you have to do them um that's i guess because there i've heard there's a ton which is why the people have like 90 hour run times i did all of the side quests Okay. Mm. Um, and yeah, I didn't get anywhere near that 90 hour mark. I mean, I don't know. I found them all, or at least the great majority of them, to be enjoyable to do. Um, so I don't really know the answer of do you have to do them. Uh, okay. If you're talking like leveling wise, if you need to do them to be able to keep up with enemies, I, I don't really know. Um, yeah, it's... All right. Hard for me to say, uh, because I just kind of, I just did kind of all of them within the flow of the game. Um, it was never a thing that I felt like I was going out of my way to do these side quests. If, okay. If that if that makes sense. That's a, that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah. So the other thing I have jumped back into Neo Two with the release of the Tengu's Disciple DLC, which is the first of in, of the DLC in the Season Pass. Um, I've only played a couple of missions, uh, but they have been super fun. Um, new new enemy types. Um, the, one of the, the side missions actually had, it brought back a boss type from the first Neo, uh, which I, was, what I ran into, I was like, oh, it's that thing. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I absolutely hated that thing. Um, <laughs> though, at this point, I am a much better player, so it was not a huge deal for me. Um, and new... So there's also a new uh, weapon type, which has been really fun to use. Um, oh, good. And they... Also with it came a, a third, uh, like, like a new game plus plus, basically. Um, nice. And as I was playing it, man... I legitimately think that I could play it through this game three times, like do all of the 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 
the new game plus and the new game plus plus like it's just even redoing the same missions it's just <laughs> this game is so fun to me and it feels so good to play um yeah it's i neo 2 a freaking great game man um and the uh, what i have played of the tengu's disciple and especially what i've read um it seems to uh reach the high water mark that the base game um had uh, so yeah it's i'm 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 glad that i have more of that to to jump back in um and then a whole new uh difficulty setting to play with after i'm finished with it um it's it's a good game if you haven't if you haven't played it i highly recommend getting the game um even if you don't like souls type games um i think it uh, i think it is not or at least it is i don't want to say not as punishing at the outset uh, but it I, I think it is less rigid um and allow there in, in a way that can you, it allows you to kind of get a better feel for it as you play than i think um other games other other like games are uh though it is still pretty punishing uh if for, for new people <laughs> all right um forest. i should also say oh sorry for i have been <laughs> i have been here and there uh playing through final fantasy 8 on my switch and man oh god this game is straight up weirder than i remember guys it's, <laughs> it's so weird oh man this we we so strange i got I'm scared to start going down a final fantasy hole because yeah, we will yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll keep doing but that. like yeah it especially with me still working through nine it and relies seven it relies so much gosh i'm as i am playing because i have played seven remake what i i'm trying to like imagine stuff from this game as if it were remade, like in the style of Seven Remake, it would be so strange because so much I'd of love the it. dialogue is Squall just talking to himself, yeah, and just like standing in a room with everyone looking at him and him not saying anything to them. <laughs> and then there, there is so much like non-verbal communication that happens in this game that is like impossible to parse because they have to because of the because of the fidelity and like the size of the models their gestures have to be super exaggerated but also you have no idea what they mean and it's so every story scene is just so weird and i love it it's really fun it's <laughs> it's really great and i have been i've explored the i've the junction system um in a way that i never did when i played it as a kid and i my character is my character is so overpowered that it's stupid um it's great fantastic game honestly <laughs> And you got triple triad. This game is the full package. You and one other person I know share that opinion. Yeah, it doesn't have Blitzball, so. <laughs> it doesn't have Blitzball, exactly. Um, it doesn't have Tifa. But, I I, but I'm glad you feel that way, Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, Forrest. It's, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> Forrest, what have you played? Uh, I finished up uh, the rest of the demos that I wanted to get through. Oh, God. Which I'm so sorry for the next, like, probably five minutes that I'm just going to be talking about these. Um but you don't have to. You I would just like say to they're though, bad. No, well, that's the thing is like this second set was actually overall a lot more enjoyable. All right, give us yeah. give it to us then. So, and it's totally for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, so there's Haven, uh, which like had really nice art direction um, and a soundtrack that I really liked. And uh, you play as like this couple, and you're like running away from some probably bad government organization or whatever and it like space and stuff and i but like the visuals of it though i really like it's very like calming like it's very soft visuals that i think later in the game they could probably use to like really cool effects uh playing around with like color and environments and stuff um and but there isn't like much going on in the game so far from what i played at the demo but the combat is like it's almost turn-based rpg um because like enemies are attacking in an order so maybe it's more like active time battle uh like when final fantasy started introducing that system um but you you basically hold down one of the face buttons on your controller and that will do either an attack or defending or whatever. And if you have them both... So it's the face buttons and the D-pad, sorry. Um, and if you have them both doing, like, the same attack at the same time, it'll do, like, a more powered-up version. Um, so you can, like, play around with how much you want to do. But from my experience, if you just did the double attacks the whole time, you were doing better. Because, <laughs> like, it would end up, like, staggering enemies and just stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really nice. I like the banter between the two characters, and, like, you can... There are times where, like, you can choose conversation paths, um, and exploring, like, this runaway couple, like, how they would interact, uh, was interesting for me. Um, next game on the list, though, is Hellpoint the Thespian Feast, which, uh, it's literally just Dark Souls, um, gameplay, uh, but with, like, this really disturbing, f like, fleshy coat of paint in, like, set in, like, this almost, like, abandoned Dead Space-style space station, but, like I said, like, it's fleshy. Like, imagine, like, the flood just took over, and, but there's also, like, these really, like, gothic space monsters. It's, like, just a really oppressive, dark atmosphere, um, really just visually dour and disgusting but it plays exactly like dark souls okay yeah so if that's your thing go for it uh next one is kaze and the wild masks it's just a solid platformer that's really all i gotta say about it the art style is like fine you've like you've seen this game before <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way you know but like it yeah. And it plays well. I had like I had a really fun time with it and I'm not normally like just a platformer only kind of guy, but it it worked for me really well. Um next one up is Fogs, which I think that's how it's pronounced. It's, um it's like it's that game I a little bit of this. Yeah, so it's that game where you basically um you play as like this one conjoined dog like cat dog style. 
Um, okay. We've you, you and both I have watched the trailer dogs. for this. Yeah, both heads are dogs. So dog dog, um, connected with like a two ah, so body dog dog. Yes. Um, gotcha. And both uh, analog sticks control one of the heads, and like you have to do a bunch of these puzzles, which I wasn't too like in for, but I really liked the aesthetic and the music in the game to the point where I got to a point in the demo where this one dude was just like playing some really nice guitar that was like really calming. And if you just let the dogs like sit there, they like fall asleep. And then, like, five minutes later, the game just ended. (laughs) Like, I don't think it was on a timer or anything, but it was just, like, I was inactive for so long just because I was enjoying this, like, this experience. And (laughs) and it just put me back to the main menu, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. I've, I've seen enough of this game. But, um, yeah, like, the art style, the music, uh, like, same thing with, with Haven, like, it it just like really clicked with me but the gameplay itself i'm not like totally sold on so i probably won't like go back to it but it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad to give it a try yourself you know um up next is raji an ancient epic which is like a top-down action rpg but it heavily uses hindu mythology and I really like that. Um, you don't you don't see that explored much, especially in games released in the West. Um, and, All right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I obviously I'm not Hindu. Um, I do not. I don't know how accurate or um, good of a representation this is, but I feel pretty good about it. You know, like yeah. From a totally outside, almost uninformed perspective, this seems good. Um, and, and, it's, and it's nice getting that exposure to to th- something if we anything, just don't it's get. Made it you here. interested enough to actually read about it? and yes. figure it out yourself. Yeah, and I was always interested in it um, when I Ask a took my it. comparative religions class like last year. But I like this game was just another reminder to me that like there's a lot of really cool stuff there, and I think it would be a very enlightening thing to look into. It, you know. But the cool. game, but the game itself though plays pretty good. Um, like I said, it's just an action RPG, um, so it's nothing, it's nothing like over, like amazing. But it, it plays solid. Um, the cutscenes have um, this really nice art direction, where it's kind of like <sighs> the best way I can describe it is like equivalent to uh, Greco-Roman, like how their vases and stuff have those like that art like depiction on them like at the opening of Hercules the Disney movie where it kind of had that too um it's kind of like that but from an Indian perspective um so yeah that's nice cool there's still more (laughs) (laughs) and I'm so sorry um I'll I'll skip the next two just because like they didn't really interest me um but the veil is so I didn't like playing this, but it does. <laughs> but I really have to talk about like what this game is. So you play as a blind woman who I think is like a princess or something. I'm not sure. But when I started up this game, there was a voiceover that was like telling me what the options in the menu were. So like, like press the menu button to to get to the main menu, and then like 
when I scrolled down through the stuff, it would it was telling me what the options were. So like start game options, like difficulty, like all that kind of stuff. This game is for blind people in the sense that like so when you so when you start the game there's like no there's no visuals there's no environments there's nothing there's just sound so it's just an audio adventure yes and that's pretty cool it's really cool in in a, in the medium of video games which video is inherently visual it it's taking that it is removing that and trying to offer this experience that is purely auditory and I I would like to commend it for that alone. I think that's really artistic and really cool. Um, even if that's not a game that I want to play myself, I think it's nice just having an experience like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll cut it at there for the demos. The rest were fine to not fine. Um... But then I also played a lot more of Resident Evil 6, and that game has become my guilty pleasure because I hate it, but at the same time, I really enjoy it. But that's mm. solely because I'm playing co-op <laughs> with a friend. If I wasn't, I... Are they I really be... your friend if yes. they're making you play this game? No, they're not making me. I Are you really their friend them. if you're making them play this game? It, it is a mutual thing that we... <laughs> Have found enjoyment in together. Well, it's a toxic relationship. No, <laughs> I, I promise it's. That's not. like saying that I love, <laughs> like punching people in the face with Seth. <laughs> what we're doing is not good, even though we're doing it together. <laughs> doesn't make it good. What if those people were like zombies? You know. <laughs> you know look, we've had this discussion. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I, I beat two, uh, we beat two more campaigns of Resident Evil 6. I was getting really mad at the end of Leon's campaign, but then we did Chris's campaign, which is just straight up like an action game. Like, it's almost a military shooter action game, and it's really stupid, and, but like, I'm having a really fun time with it. All right. And I, yeah, I can't justify Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. The game is bad. <laughs> but like I'm enjoying it. All right, and I'm so sorry. No, there's there's some of those out there. Yeah, yeah. And then a game um, doesn't have to be good huh? for you to like playing it. What? A game doesn't have to be good for you to like playing it. That's fair. That's true. And I, in other cases though, I could normally like defend a bad game that I enjoy. I can't with this. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we also played a bunch of fighting games. We played Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three, Persona four Arena, and Soul Calibur four. Uh, all really fun games. Except Soul Calibur four's online did not want to work with us, so it just kept kicking us out of uh, private matches. So we nixed that. Um, but Marvel vs. Capcom is so much fun. Like I've only ever played it like maybe two or three other times in my life. But actually, like, sitting down and learning it and just trying out different team compositions is really fun. Um, and it's a really accessible, like, simple game to get into. Like, you don't have to you don't have to get super technical and, like, learn stuff. You could just throw in with some friends and just have a good 
time, you know? Um, same with Persona 4 Arena, except P4A also had, like, a really good tutorial system uh, that just popped up on my screen after I was just sitting there for a long time, not doing anything, because I, like, I, I went to go eat, and I came back to the game, and just this tutorial was up, and I'm like, okay, I may as well play through this, and fighting game tutorials are really important, believe it or not. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they could, and a really good tutorial can actually teach you, because, like, I've been playing P4A on and off, like, casually with one of my other friends for pretty much as long as the game has existed now, but, like, actually sitting through this tutorial, I have learned things about it that I never knew before, and I'm, and it's just, like, a really cool feeling of learning a technical game, you know? Um, so that's fun. And then, um, with another friend last Saturday, I played Marvel versus Capcom infinite. The game plays fine. Yeah. So like the, the one-on-one fighting is like fine enough. I, I don't like it. I think, uh, NBC three is definitely the superior game between the two, but there's no tag system really in infinite, like where you could just tag in an ally and have them do, like, an attack or two, and then have them jump back out. Like, that didn't exist in Infinite. And after, and coming off so immediately fresh off the heels of three, I was like, why why not? Like, the, the only tag-in that... The only tag-in attacks that were happening in Infinite was just... You hold down the tag button, and it just switches your character, and they do in an attack as they come in, and that's it. And now you're playing as that character. So, like, if you wanted to like keep playing as like let's say like Captain America and you wanted to call in Bucky or something like that you would just have to switch to playing as Bucky and I didn't I didn't mesh with that at all and I lost a lot of matches and I was getting kind of miffed about it <laughs> um but everything else though that I played this week and last week solid fun time and that's it all right cool yeah that's it um, that's it. That's all right. It's not like 20 things. We ran a little long, but that's okay. Uh, cause we haven't talked to you guys in two weeks. Um, and we are going to get into the news right after the break. We're back. Hopefully, during that little break, you are going to your social media and checking out uh, at Suplex the Sticks on all of them. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We now post video clips, uh, little sound bites of the episode, so you can get a little glimpse into uh, what we talk about and joke about in the episode before you start listening, uh, which is kind of neat, thanks to our new provider that we're with, which is fun. Um, it's a better podcast host, so hopefully uh, the episodes get to you better and with more information. All of our social media is in the show notes, so if you scroll up or go to the show notes section, you'll see all of them there, as well as a link to our Discord where you can talk to us when news drops. Like all, Most of the news we talk about in the show we, ends up in our Discord, and we kind of have some banter around it before. Um, we even talk about it on the show. So if you want to discuss with us the, the daily gaming news, you can, um, join our discord and have some fun with us. 
So let's let's talk about the news. Um, the this is not big news to any of us three because none of us are big into GTA. Um, but during a Rockstar financial call this past week, um, it was announced and revealed that GTA Five is coming in for next gen in the second half of 2021. Which <laughs> is is I, I I there will certainly be people out there who are willing to wait, but like I can't imagine what the what like who is like a year from now who's gonna be super excited to play GTA Five. Now, yeah. now they said there's going to be numerous improvements to the game, okay. but the game ran okay. on an Xbox 360. Yeah. So what else that hasn't probably already been done on PC? Like, uh, so you know how the the current gen re-release of it had like the first person update? Yeah. What if this has the second person <laughs> camera angle? <laughs> A fourth, fourth dimension dimensional. update. Yeah. The fourth Ooh, person. <laughs> maybe maybe this one will finally be... add the alien ship or whatever people are always looking for in GTA. Maybe this the the this version will like simultaneously have run GTA five and also the worlds of Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> and also but, but that'll only world. be on Sony systems. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The Xbox One will have that demon world from the medium. Yeah. Oh man. Um so yeah, that's it's very weird. Um so I guess look forward to getting your free online multiplayer of GTA five, Sony fans, second half of twenty twenty one. Um that's we that's could what, just be playing other things. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I know that that GTA Five prints money for them. There's, but there's no way that new players are going to be like getting into it, though. Not enough. There, it's not about the new players. Do you know? There's like whales in that game. Yeah. Which, if whales, you don't know what I'm talking like about, shark cards. whales are people that spend Exorbent real money amounts. on digital money. Yeah, but like. The, Eventually, some of those people have to like leave the game, right? And just <laughs> Not never come if you back. Keep releasing it theoretically on new consoles. Yeah, they're releasing it on new consoles, so <sighs> no. So but they can never leave. I just don't. I don't understand. Yeah, no, and it's not up to you to understand. That's don't fair. worry. You you don't have to I'm not going to make the it. effort to. Don't let them hurt you. Yeah. It's okay. I'm my own person yeah. who doesn't play GTA 5 anymore. You play Resident Evil 6. Exactly. <laughs> I have my a... own vices. <laughs> so My GTA vice is... Not Vice City. Stories, yeah. Um, okay, so let's... Marvel Avengers... Uh, we we joked a little bit about this in the last news bit. Um, announced last week that um, Hawkeye is going to be in it. Is a post launch character. Oh wait, no. Okay, I'm now. My brain is just finally catching up to this. I thought this was already announced, but I was 
my brain just reminded me that it was Ant-Man that they announced like two yeah, Hank, three yeah. ago. Yeah. I, for some reason, the entire previous week, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I already knew this because I was thinking it was the Hank Pym reveal or the Ant-Man no. reveal. I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting that for a game that is taking the bold step of adding Miss Marvel to their game... Um, is choosing such boring characters to add to their character lineup. So Choosing the inferior Hawkeye, too. All Hawkeyes are basically inferior. Also, he's really mm. dumb looking. He's just he like also... wearing a tank top and jeans. So uh, there was a really good Imran Khan tweet. Um, I can actually credit this because I saw it. It was yeah, very... I, 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 I remember... I remember seeing this one. It was very big brain that Activision does not care how bad these models look because they are depending on you to buy skins to make you make Square it look Enix? better. No, yep. Yeah, Square Enix. What did I say? Activision. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they oh. probably don't care either. Yeah, but Square Enix, <laughs> yeah. Crystal Dynamics. Activision does not care <laughs> yeah. what the models look like in the Square Enix Avengers game. Um, but so you weren't wrong, David. Yeah. It was Activision that was making the canceled Avengers game, right? I think so. The weird first-person one that the game, the footage leaked out. Yeah, I think Um, so. Give me that game. Um, But so we get Hawkeye, boring skin, he's bald, whatever. Um, Fine. Uh, The bigger news for Avengers is that uh, it got leaked and then eventually confirmed that Spider-Man is going to be in the game. But only if you are playing on Sony consoles. And it's not even the Marvel Spider-Man Spider-Man. It is um, Crystal Dynamics' own creation of Spider-Man. Yeah. Hmm. Very weird. So, I, I don't it like seemed it. like we were past this, uh, like console-exclusive characters. Speaking of, Boris, you talking about Soul Calibur earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... It's super weird that you would lock it off to just the one console, especially with, like, a character as massive as Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's also, like, weird to think about how they are just going to then... Like, how... If he's not on the Xbox game, he cannot be part of the story and on the the sony game and so like possibly you've, you've handicapped what you can do with the character by not having him available on both consoles uh and also it's just stupid like it doesn't benefit anyone to i guess except for ps5 or ps4 it so the, sony. that's the issue is you're saying we're past this and sony definitely isn't um <laughs> They've done it with this. They Destiny. they did it with Call of Duty and Destiny. Um, but the thing is, like, at least with Call yeah, of Duty, it was timed were, exclusive. You know, yeah. Like it was in in Xbox had the same different. deal back in the day. It was only like a month before the other console got it. This is just like brick walling, strong arming. Spider Man is being pushed into this corner, and he's not allowed to play with the other children. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. 
It's a big old bummer. <laughs> yeah. And I, and when they were pressed on it, um, <laughs> I would suggest anyone go look up the quote of uh, the Square Enix or Crystal Dynamics guy that they pressed um, because it's just word salad. It's not good. <laughs> yummy, yummy. It sounds like someone uh, just pushing the predictive text button like they're just trying to make up a reason for people to stop asking about why this is exclusive um and and people have good reason to ask why because spider-man was just recently in marvel ultimate alliance 3 yeah um so it it mainly i would bet is purely a power play because they don't want to lose sales to Microsoft versus Sony or something like there's whatever. Um, this not, game is not, not, not going to be good enough to make a budge in the console war. Yeah. Not so, to mention that also there's a PC version of the game too. Like, yeah. So if Sony's getting exclusive content, are the other versions getting exclusive content? I'm going to say probably no. That'd be interesting yeah. if they did, but who knows? But, but like, who do you pick? You know, spawn. spawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think Todd I, McFarlane's down. <laughs> I don't know that Marvel would be down with that. Listen, Ugh. I don't Sp- expect Spawn only existed Xbox because get... of Marvel's bad decisions in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect the Xbox to get their own character. I don't either. So, it's whatever. They won't lock him out of crossplay, though. So you're still going to see Spider-Man as an Xbox oh, player. That's super fun. Oh, but God, really? you're not going to be able to play as him. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to make the that wound. work. I don't know how they're going to make it work, but whatever. Um, the, 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 the reactions oh. to this beta, yeah, don't, we don't need to go fully down this. Yeah. I'm going to um, internalize it. The, if anything, there has been very mixed reactions to the beta to this game. <laughs> Um, all the way from, I can see the potential here, to, oh, this is boring. Um, apparently, Seth, you said Polygon had a pretty positive write-up on it. Yeah, uh, the their writer, I forget his name. Let me look it up. Um, yeah, I was reading his, and he seemed to be pretty excited for it. Uh, Ryan Gilliam. Says mm. the Marvel's mm. Avengers beta teases the superhero RPG I've always wanted, which is like a pretty <sighs> glowing review. Yeah. For a beta, and then you compare that to other people that uh, that I've seen that are just like, eh, this is there's not really anything here that excites me. Yeah. Um, if anything, and, it'll work for one per- <laughs> one person maybe, and it, that's him. yeah that guy. See, but I see. Like, this is going to be a game that a lot of people will play because it's because it's a loot game and it has Marvel characters. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, like, it's it's just going to be one of those games that's going to have a probably... Unless it pulls an Anthem and it's just entirely broken and not fun to play. Um, that's which, possible. Which, <laughs> yeah, it is possible. <laughs> Which apparently Imran Khan was tweeting, and he said that um, he could not imagine playing much more as the Hulk, uh, seemingly, because it was just bad mm. playing as the Hulk in the intro story mission. Yeah. Um, 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 good news, there's going to be... There's the 
closed pre-order betas coming up soon, and then there's going to be the open betas, yeah. I think, like in the mid-weeks of August. So we'll we'll tell you what we think. Yep. I'm gonna we're we're gonna play as a three group three man group. Oh, God. <laughs> whether it whether we want to or yeah, not, we're yeah. Do whether it, it kills me us. Kills Me and Seth have played Far Cry Five. Nothing is sure, below our. I'm I'm playing RE6. Nothing is below me. We could get through this. Um, so whatever. This game is gonna be something. I and you know what? I maybe I'll love it. Who yeah. knows? It would be um, nice to change our tune on it. Yeah. I want. I would like for it to be good, but we'll see. It would be nice for Kabbalah Khan's video game debut to be a good game. Good, yeah. yeah for the love of God, please. Her console. Although debut, I was please. thinking about this earlier, they should just put her into the Miles Morales game. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Heck, I'll. Th- I'd say throw Sam Alexander Nova in there too. They're friends. Yeah. Oh, give me a champions run. Oh. 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 We right. don't need to go getting, down there. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> Make this yeah. still a Spider-Man podcast. game. <laughs> yeah, I have a Champions comics box in my room right it's now. It's true. I'm looking I, at it right now. Yeah. Um, I really like Nova, dang it. Um, whatever. <sighs> okay, so uh, Pikmin 3 got announced today. I refuse to say... Some people said the word shadow dropped for this. No. Um, shut up. <laughs> uh, it was just that, announced. It wasn't released. It was announced. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do a, a blog post. <laughs> you could write up an editorial on the side of this. do an investigative piece on shadow dropping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, it certainly was a surprise. There was no, like, lead up to it. It just kind of... As Nintendo has been wont to do lately, they just kind of are posting announcements of new games on Twitter, uh, and that's it. So, yes, Nintendo just kind of was like, here, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming out in October. There you October go. 30th. Um, Nintendo but giving us reasons to like released. Halloween. Nintendo giving us reasons to care about Halloween. Because um, they just know that Seth and I don't like Halloween. Um, so they try to put games out there to entice us in that time. So last year I, it was uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Which I didn't, I have yet to play. I do not understand how this is not coming out until the end of October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Um, it makes me wonder if there is something coming in September, but it also makes me worried that there isn't. I don't, how... This yeah, I, I, know. Uh-huh. I don't understand. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> what is the purpose? You have first of all, someone and Nintendo decided they decided to make an and 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 I don't I don't even know if it's fully affected by COVID. They made an active shift into not wanting to do these directs anymore, <laughs> um, and it could be COVID related. It could not be COVID related. Um, but they they made a ma- a massive marketing shift, and we we've talked about it before on the show. Yep. Um, I don't but, think that is necessarily true, um, but I understand why you would think that. Um, I more just am like, you have. First of all, you've got you're saying this is coming out in October. You got nothing else on the calendar. Why the heck are you waiting so long to release this? And also, you. There is no, like, okay, I don't want to say there is no developmental reason why it would take this long, but this game already came out, and this is something that people have been 
reporting on not reporting but have it has been in the conversation of people who are familiar with Nintendo games development for like years that this was a game that existed and was eventually going to come out it's like with Metroid Prime Trilogy HD like that is a game that we don't 100% know that it exists but we basically know that they have it sitting there yeah waiting to release it we I mean, knew this about this game and so so then to put it out in October I don't understand this um it's even more baffling when you remember that Miyamoto mentioned uh what was it like 2 3 years ago that Pikmin yeah, 4 is Yeah, they had oh, Pikmin yeah. 4 like almost done. Yeah. So what does almost done mean? Yeah. Like what So yeah, it's I know Seth, I know. I'm just I'm confused, all right? I know I, I'm with you, man. I'm willing it. to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt. And I think that this pandemic severely impacted their uh, development cycles in a way that maybe we all underestimated at first, and then they maybe have not been... I don't even want to say they haven't been as clear, because basically everything that they've released has come with a disclaimer of COVID affecting their their development process. Right. Um, but... I still, I I still don't understand why this is not coming out until the end of October. Yeah, yeah. I'm baffled. There, it, there's no roadmap here. You know, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's it's gonna have co-op for the whole story mode, uh, a new side story missions that are also co-op, and all DLC will be included. So, it's a so, good it's a good package. Pikmin Three is a great game. It's super fun to play, and so and I'm glad that they're bringing it over and with new stuff. It's really cool. Uh, due to extenuating circumstances, uh, I never got to play <laughs> Pikmin Three, <laughs> um, so I'm excited to get to play it. Nice. Um, same with Super Mario 3D Land. So really hoping that Mario 35th anniversary thing is happening. Um, so let's let's talk about some other news. Um, Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play, and be yes, 120. After, after much, after much rumoring, three four three just came out and said it. Yeah, um, they, it's also going to run at 120 frames on the Xbox Series X, mm, uh, which is fine. Yeah, it's a lot of frames. I if run I run two fifty on Rocket League, so <laughs> on my PC. Nice. So, um, That's you know, like, I, is frames that even, like perceptible to the human eye. You know, people will point? tell you it's about feel, uh, but I don't understand it. <laughs> but I may be a smooth brain man that's just played console my whole life. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Um, but it's the answer it's to in, your question, Forrest, is no. <laughs> It's not actually perceptible. It's just nice to see that number in the top right yeah. corner of your screen be too high. Um, and Unreasonably so, high. So <laughs> it's I'm excited for this, but also it doesn't matter because I'm going to have Game Pass, so I'm getting Yeah. It just makes me wonder if there's going to be some sort of season pass element. 
uh, which is probably what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so there's sure. going to be cosmetics locked behind that and <laughs> stuff. And, uh, just another season pass that you'll have to buy. Yeah. Um, what I'll be curious. What I'll be curious about is if Game Pass subscribers will have to pay for the season pass. They probably um, will. And, and you can say, eh, but they're doing a season pass that's free right now with Master Chief Collection. Yep. That's how you get the Reach loot. Um, that's how you get the Reach add-ons and stuff. So they're testing out season pass. It's just free. Um, so, yep, we'll we'll see how that works. Hopefully it's fun. Um, I've had some friends express concern because apparently the anti-cheating mechanisms in Master Chief Collection um, online are not very good. And so especially if it's free to play, there's going to be less barrier to entry for people that just want to cheat and be dumb. Yeah. So uh, at least on PC, it might end up turning into a sort of hellscape. <laughs> so we'll see. Um the, That's why PC sucks. It, it <laughs> is sort of fun. They are... Um, Master Chief Collection is getting this as well as Halo Infinite, but um, input-based matchmaking is coming. So you can hook a mouse and keyboard up to your Xbox Series X and get matched with PC players, yep. or you could plug a controller into your PC. and Cross-play, baby. Yeah, cross-play is happening. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. It's neat. It's very cool. So they want you to play it with people and they want you to have it look the way you want, whether it's very pretty or not. Um, let's see. So you're saying there'll be a there'll be a an option to make it look really ugly? I mean it's gonna run <laughs> on you think it's, it's gonna run up? on your OG like day one Xbox One. Yeah, so that's true. The that's game true. <laughs> how do you think it'll hit hundred twenty frames per second? Yeah. <laughs> um, they got to turn something down, yep. and uh, boy, is that going to be um, like particle effects and lighting. Um, apparently, the demo they showed, the people have been defending it and saying, well, the, the demo they showed was running on so a PC with Xbox One Series X specs, and uh, I don't think that made anything better. Yeah, <laughs> that, I... that made people a little more like, well, that's not great. Um, even though everyone knows this thing's going to be a beast of a machine. Um, Gabe Newell, I guess, on some Australian talk show was like, um, they asked him. What is he doing? They asked him if he which one he would pick up, and he was just like, the Series X. And then they're like, why? And he goes, because it's just more powerful. And then, like, he he just, and they, they like, kept pressing, and he's like, no, that's just that one. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, so, we'll see. Yeah. PlayStation is going for giving you a reason to play on their platform and the exclusives, and Xbox is like, just play a dang game game with us, whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll see which strategy works in the long run. <laughs> they both have its own merits. Yep. So, all right, Seth, you know about you you posted about this right the Beyond Good and Evil movie. In the yeah, so so Netflix announced that they are making a uh, a movie about it. It seems like it's going to be combination live action animation. Um, huh. Yeah, so I don't. 
who who the heck knows when it's going to come out? Who the um, heck knows when that second game is going to come out? Yeah. But that's pretty cool. I think um that has a that has a chance to be super dope. Yeah. Um apparently also a Splinter Cell anime is coming and this makes sense cuz Ubisoft has a big TV division. Yep. Um you know, they have that show on Apple TV that I never watched that apparently was actually pretty good. Um, did you ever watch that, Seth? Uh, no. The Raven's Banquet or Raven's Quest or whatever? Yeah. With no the no guy idea f- what that is, honestly. With the, it's the, the show with the guy from It's Always Sunny. He's a game oh, developer. Yeah. I've heard that is good. Yeah. That's a, like Ubisoft work with them to make, with that, sh- make that show. Yeah. So. Weren't there other shows that they announced alongside that? They, I know they announced else? a The Division show a long time ago, or a movie, but there's been no word about that. Um, so, I'm sure they could make a million army movies on Tom Clancy or whatever. Yep. So, oh. But they don't own Tom Clancy, they just make the games. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Some fun summer of game stuff happened over the past two weeks. Uh Cuphead, Cuphead Shadow dropped on PS4. Fun. Hey, we hate that term here. Well, no, we don't hate <laughs> it. We just want it to be used correctly. So I mean, I don't really like the term. I think it's, it's also a bad dumb. term. Um, but it dropped. It was a surprise drop on PS4. Um, the fun thing is, is Jeff Cayley asked them about the DLC and nothing. They're just like, yep, it's... You know, still cooking. We probably they they said we probably announced it too early, and it's like, yeah, you announced yeah. it like three years ago, yeah, right? It's been a hot minute. It's bud. been a while. Um, so, I mean, go play Cuphead wherever you can, yeah. whether on your Switch or PS4, or Xbox, or it's probably on PC. That game is good. Um, I really liked it. I gotta play co-op. No. No? Don't do it co-op. Really? Yeah, it splits your health up, and it makes it kind of hard. Ooh, it's never not, mind. Yeah. Um, at least in my opinion, don't do it. Um, you'd rather rely on yourself to be good than you and someone else. Yeah. But, yeah. Seth, did you have any news that you wanted to throw in, my man? Um, you, well, you... So, yeah, so there was this thing... Um, Microsoft recently and uh, they announced that in September, um, XCloud is going to become a part of Game Pass. Uh, Game Pass, the ultimate, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it has come out uh, that that is it's only going to be on Android. Um, Microsoft has like ended their testing on on ios devices and unfortunately because of conflicts with like uh the apple's app store policies um that it it's just it, it seems like for the foreseeable future their x cloud is not going to be on ios devices mm. uh, which is a huge bummer because i was hoping to use it on ios devices and now it appears that I will not be able to. Um, so that kind of kind of sucks, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Um, 
Especially since iPhone is by far the biggest install base of telephone out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and unfortunately because of that, Apple has no reason to kind of back off of their restrictive policies. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully that the two come to a meeting somewhere down the line and it's available, uh, but at this point it does not appear... That is going to be happening. Yeah. So, um, if anything, just, uh, you know, buy a a Samsung tablet, I guess. I don't know. If you really want to do this. It sucks, but... It'll be good for uh, uh, our friend, Zach, who has a Samsung tablet, so... That's true. Or a Google one, at least. I do have my Google phone, so... Yeah. I'm not... Dead in the water yet. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, just a side note, G4 is coming back. I'm really excited about Ooh. that. Uh, but then again, I'm only really excited if they bring back the people that matter to me, like Adam yeah. Sessler and Morgan Webb and stuff, Kevin Pereira. That's fair. Olivia Munn. So hopefully they bring all them back. Um, but if not, then I'm kind There's of not interested. There's absolutely zero way that Olivia Munn comes back. She has been posting about how excited she is about it and that she wants well, to be involved. Okay, maybe I stand <laughs> so, corrected. Maybe you spoke too soon. Um, so she, I, we don't need to go down that road, um, but I guess she is like, um, she's a re, like a genuine hyper nerd, which is kind of nice. Um, <laughs> and the, there's a whole story, I guess. They made her learn how to use a sword for to play Psylocke, yeah. but they cut all of her scenes. Yep. So now she just is like really she badass perfected. with a sword, yeah. and just you know, she got paid to learn how to use a sword. Um, but she was posting about G four while showing off her sword skills. It was really funny. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's a thing that comes back um, better because if you go back and watch old G four content, um, it's very much. It's of very its much time. of its time. Yeah. And yeah, I I know that the people that made it back then have grown since then because I yeah. follow them on Twitter. So it's better. Another now. word to describe it would be cringy. Yeah. <laughs> it um it very much was uh like the the teabagging guy and call of the, the game awards and yeah. stuff. So the shick bot. And whatever, the Schick Razor bought at the Game Awards. So, um, the thing was so stupid. Yeah. Yep. Um, another thing coming back from the past that probably should have stayed dead uh, is uh, Battletoads. So that's coming back on August twentieth with one of the worst art styles I've ever seen. Yeah, it's been a while since we've heard anything from this game. Uh, in fact, it's been two years. So two years. Yeah. Jeez. No wait. It was shown. It was announced. Two years ago, and it was shown last year. Yeah. And... Haven't heard almost anything since. Heard nothing since. Yeah. And now it has a release date. So, August 20th on Game Pass, you'll be able to play Battletoads. So... There you go. I don't know if I will, but you can. You can. So... Here's something interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. A... No More Heroes got raided for Switch on in Taiwan recently. Ooh, I Ooh. did not see this. That's so, fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And that would make sense so with we could three be, coming out. There could be an announcement coming out at some point. That'd be very nice. Very nice. Uh, speaking of potential announcements coming out, um, Joe posted in the Discord earlier that uh, a bunch of Fallout New Vegas videos have been either privated or taken down from Bethesda's account uh, on YouTube. So... Where there's, re- where there's smoke, there might be fire. Yes. So, so who knows if there's going to be remastered trailers out. That would be pretty sick if yeah. a New Vegas remaster came out. Uh, some of my best friends, like, New Vegas is their number one game. I mean, 3 and New Vegas have been heavily rumored to be eventually released as a a remaster. So yeah. And I typical would not be Bethesda What if instead they just put those locations into Fallout 76? Oh, there you go. Mm. Make it a bigger... It's like Fallout 76 becomes Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> it becomes Fallout Online. It has Online. a bunch of different states. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> way to go, Seth. You just made... If Joe's listening to this, he probably punched his monitor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be something. Um, something similar to that, uh, I just saw on Twitter a little bit ago that... Nintendo has delisted Pikmin 3 from the Wii e, the Wii U eShop. <laughs> so yep. I didn't know the if Wii U so eShop was it, still up. If you're trying to get it for the cheap, uh, good, good. too bad. Yeah. Too bad. 60 bucks. Unless you can good get luck. a physical copy. Yeah. Uh, which there's tons of Wii U games at GameStop still. Uh, I went to one the other day, and there's the rack is full, baby. So... The let's see any other news. Uh, there's a new smash stage, a uh, small battlefield. It's <laughs> built for one v one, so that's nice. kind of cool. Regular battlefield can already work for one v one. Well, this is small battlefield. Um, I haven't played on it yet, but it kind of just came out of nowhere the other day. Yeah, I'll give it a go soon. And small news. Uh, <laughs> I just love Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming in April of 2022. Yeah. They, yeah, baby. I'm so glad that that got greenlit for a sequel, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes, because I've, yeah, I'm all about that movie, so. And, and then, after that comes out, and the Detective Pikachu sequel, the next one will be Sonic vs. Detective Pikachu. Oh, Yeah. Or we'll get the, the inevitable, of the century, the inevitable Sonic and Knuckles, which you could intersplice the other movies into it, or the inevitable <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games movie. Oh. There is that Mario <laughs> oh movie God. that's being made. <laughs> oh man, that would be so dumb. Yeah. In the best way. We are building. We decided when we reviewed Sonic. I don't remember if you were on the show then, Forrest, but we did decide that this is building towards the Smash Bros. universe eventually. Yeah. Um, I think I was. Because there's a Mario DreamWorks movie happening. Detective Pikachu, Sonic. Somehow Kirby will get a movie eventually. I don't know what the story would be, but it's going to happen. Oh, the Um, Kirby one is just someone steals his cake. And Mia and Jovovich, they're gonna crimes. they're gonna somehow pitch in the Resident Evil movies, um, and the Monster Hunter, and the Monster Hunter, yeah. So, all right, with that, before we ramble on too far with that, um, <laughs> we appreciate everything. Thank you for listening to this long episode. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, I'll be talking about Paper Mario because I'll have pumped a ton of time into that, and. 
who knows how much more time I'll have pumped into Sea of Thieves by then. <laughs> and then um, I'm sure the other guys are going to play some fun stuff. Hopefully we play Fall Guys together before uh, next week because that game's a fun, fun time. Um, and so with that, we will talk at you later. Bye. Bye. See you.